The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. March has arrived, and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 and March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action, and with multiple entries available, it's this season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA and XFL are still going strong. So, whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, Bet Online, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account. And make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign-up bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The New Orleans Pelicans select Zion Williamson. And Holiday with a dribble penetration. So tough going to the goal. Welcome to In the Know, the Bourbon Street Shots Podcast. We're your hosts, Shemit Duop and Mason Ginsberg, and this is All Pelicans All the Time. Welcome to another episode of In the Know, brought to you by BetOnline.ag, our gracious sponsor. It has been a little bit since we've talked. We last time we talked, we had Michael McNamara on board, but this time it's just the two of us, Mason and I, here Sorry. to ruin your day with our progressively boring takes. Um, Mason, what's up with you, man? Not, not much. Have you binged um, watched Altered Carbon yet? I am four or five episodes in, so I'm not finished, but I did watch a lot of it this weekend. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm seven episodes in, so I am at the season finale. We should be... Oh, it's only, it's only seven episodes? Or it's eight. eight. It's eight. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I liked the first season a lot because of the world building that they did, and mm-hmm. it was such a unique concept and I love the way they explored it. I, I felt like the first season went off the rails towards the end of it. I'm not going to spoil anything for people, yeah. 
but they introduced a character and I hated that character <laughs> and the show essentially became about that character and it went off the rails. Um, this season has been pretty good. I, I, I've been loving it. And yeah, I just think it's, I, I'm all about some weird dystopian future sci-fi stuff. And I think the best show in that genre right now is the expanse. Um, I guess in the sci-fi genre, mm-hmm. expanse is phenomenal. I cannot endorse it enough. If you ever get yeah. a chance to watch I- it. I was I watched the first season, loved it, and then I was just I mean totally on me. Like I feel like when I was watching the second season, I was always kind of like multitasking and not fully investing in it, and I kind of lost track of what was happening. And I need so I need to like I think I need to restart from the beginning of season two or even the end of season one and, and keep going because I really did like the first season. Of that you show. should because then the yeah. third season gets really wild. Yeah, and didn't it pour it over from one network? Like one network cut it, and then it, the so Netflix picked it up right and it got cut or with the Amazon Amazon picked it up. I think FX cut it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I agree. And I, I'm, I'm with you on alter carbon too. Like I thought, I thought it was a really cool concept and I thought it was, it was definitely good enough in the first season to keep me, to keep me interested to watch the second season. And so far I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Good stuff. But speaking of weird dystopian futures, but I really don't have a good segue. (laughs) Something, something Zion is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Zion is going to alter some carbon. um, No, the, the Pelicans have played. uh, You are not allowed to cut that out. You have to keep that in. I'm not going to cut anything. I don't cut things out. I, that's, I am, that's true. What you, what you hear is what you get with us. What you, it's all one take. We don't, we don't really do this unless we have some technical mishaps that cause us to record a whole podcast. I think our first ever podcast. Very episode, first one. Yep. Very first one. Um, but yeah, no. So the Pelicans have played a few games. They beat the brakes off the Cavaliers, uh, which was really fun to watch. I was there for that game. And and obviously Zion did Zion things. Ingram did Ingram things, and and Drew had a good game as well. Everyone's like, oh, that's a big three. Uh, so we're but, both. By the way, we're both undefeated at games this year. Yeah, I, I think. How many have you been to? I've been to six. Or oh, you've been to more than I have. Yeah, I well, I've been to two road games and the four four New Orleans. I've been to four home games. You'll get you'll get the Hawks hopefully because uh, that that game still to be played. Hopefully you'll be in town for it. Hey, maybe I'll be in town for it. <laughs> Yeah, I am definitely planning on being at the Hawks game. Yeah, I've, I've been I, – I was there for their first win of the season against the Nuggets. I was there for the back-to-back wins against the Pacers and the Rockets and then the Cavs. Most yeah, recently. yeah. so I've, I've done – it's weird. Four of my six games were either the Pacers or the Bulls uh, because I went to the two Bulls – the two home games in New Orleans and then the two road games and then – uh, the Warriors, and I think, yeah, the Rockets. There was a it was a weekend back to back around the holiday time, Saturday Sunday. The Pelicans swept the uh, the back to back with the Rockets and Pacers. So, um, so yeah, we just got to keep going to games, man. Yeah, right. someone needs to start a GoFundMe to get us <laughs> to the games, including all the road games. And I promise you, it will be worth your while if you're mm-hmm. an, an invested Pelicans fan. I can you can of- send. You can send Schmidt to uh, Minnesota in March. Uh, he can he can deal with the cold for a change. I'll, uh... Hell no. <laughs> we could just split it based off the Mason Dixon line. God damn, um, don't we can call it me. the Mason Schmidt line, and then <laughs> you get everything that is north of Tennessee, <sighs> and I'll take everything that is south of Tennessee. 
and we'll just work it from there. Uh, it doesn't give me, oh, I guess I, I get a DC to see the play the wizards on April 1st. That, yeah, I, I'll do that. That's fine. That's the only you good get, one though. You get some cool cities, man. I, I, no, I don't. New York. I mean, literally cool. Cause like it's cold. Um, <laughs> but no, New York is a cool city. Toronto's a great city. They're um, home for the Knicks. Technically. Uh, they're not technic- going to New York. No, I, well, you're talking about for the rest of the season. I'm talking about like in perpetuity. Like someone oh, should just... I thought you meant just the rest of this year. All yeah. right, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get all the home games by default. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to base myself out of New Orleans again. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so the Pelicans beat the Cavaliers, and then they had a tough fought battle against the Lakers in which they lost to LeBron James doing LeBron James things. Again, Anthony Davis did not play nor did he get a tribute video. <laughs> I don't well, agree well. with that decision. I, I really don't. But whatever. He didn't get a tribute video, which is fine. When he and, posts the Instagram post, he gets the tribute video. I really actually don't care as much about either one. I just give I just give AD shit about it because he said he was going to and he didn't. But I'm, I'm not super passionate either way, but I totally get the argument that it's just what teams do these days. So, Yeah, well, good for him. Um, but yeah, so the Pelicans lost that game. Zion had a great game. He, it was a really fun back and forth between him and LeBron who LeBron was clearly motivated to play this game. Unlike the night before against the Grizzlies for whatever reason, I cannot, it escapes me. I just cannot understand why that may be the case, but Zion was very, I mean, LeBron was very motivated to play and even um, there was a moment in the game, I think, to close the first half where Zion got a pretty monstrous dunk on Kyle Kuzma. And LeBron came down, pulled up from basically 40 feet, like Steph Curry range, drains a three immediately to quiet the crowd down. And it was really fun to watch. The Pelicans had no answer for LeBron. They simply just don't have a guy on the roster who can slow him in any kind of capacity. Um, nor miss you Solomon Hill (laughs) miss you Dante Cunningham (laughs) but they they need um their team defense isn't good enough to contain him either Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see what happens if the Pelicans do end up meeting the Lakers in the playoffs if they don't then you know it doesn't really matter but it'll be interesting to see how they match up or and adjust based off of these four meetings where the Lakers have controlled it pretty much the whole way brandon ingram had an awful game maybe the worst of his career and you could you could say that for each laker game that he's had except for the last one before this but three out of four laker games have been just horrendous lonzo ball had a really good game one of his best of the season and i feel like there's no reason he shouldn't be able to do that night in night out drew was just not there he didn't – I don't think he hurt the team. It's not like he had a game where he missed a lot of shots and had a lot of turnovers. He just wasn't – you didn't really feel it. He just wasn't there. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so so LeBron kind of took over the game. Uh, at the end, the Pelicans did not score many points in the fourth quarter, only walking away with 19 points. And, as always, when you lose to a team like the Lakers, it brings out the absolute worst kind of people on the internet who – have takes about everything mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like it's even getting on the, on the staff 
you saw Jamil yeah. respond to a crazy Lonzo stand, and Jamil absolutely murdered this guy. <laughs> it was great. One of the best tweets I've seen um, all year. But like, it's it's ridiculous that these guys. It's one thing to like you know go after us or just talk into the vacuum of the internet and Twitter and all that. That's fine. It's another thing to just start tagging like active coaches on on the Pelicans roster and and going at them and telling them. You know, how to do their job. How, how to do their job and, and saying ridiculous stuff um, where you clearly – you don't know what you're talking about. And I don't know. It's just, it's just extremely disrespectful. And as a coach, if, like, if I was a coach on a team, if I got tagged with that kind of stuff every day, like, it would bother me too. And so like, I'm honestly impressed that Jamel hasn't deleted a, like, his Twitter account or gone private or just gone mm-hmm. off social media because it's, it's not worth it. Like, that kind of like, harassment is just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you guys ever feel the compulsion to tweet at one of the coaches, first of all, don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> just don't. Let, leave them be. Or just, just you know, like they're, they're people too. Just remember that. Anytime you interact with a person online, they're people too. Yeah. So, and listen, we're not, I don't think, well, at least me, I'm not blameless either. I, I, I've said things about the way, I, I mean, nev- never personal attacks, obviously, but just like about what the way guys play that could be seen as a little bit harsh. And so like, I, I'm blocked by Julius Randle <laughs> after like last year or whatever, two years. Did was, you get blocked by anyone year. this year? No, I'm, I'm safe this year so far, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that you know of. fair enough. I'm, I mean, I know it was blocked for a period of time by Eric Gordon. I don't know if I still am. And everyone's <laughs> blocked by Aminu. Or, no, everyone's blocked by Bellinelli. Marco Bellinelli's blocked everyone. I'm not blocked by any of these players. Oh, well, you're, for, for Marco, you're a rare breed. He's, he, he went on a... I mean, I'm like, only blocked by Preston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going down that path. Uh, but... Yeah, it, it's and just I just wanted to say that we're in, you know understand that there's been I, I can I can be better as well. So it's but I'm never, perfect. Uh, sure you are. You I do no, I do that. no wrong. Mm-hmm. I was never called out by David Griffin online. But <laughs> but you weren't exactly proven wrong. You were just told to think about different things. Things that we can't measure. Um, in any case, kind of a side tangent. I was in New Orleans this past week. I had the opportunity to once again, again judge the Tulane Pro Basketball Negotiation Competition, which I'm actually going to be writing something about. So cool. uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, just a brief summary of what this is, is it's the Tulane Law School puts on a competition every year. It's actually been the third year where they call in law schools from all over the country to negotiate basketball contracts. And the way it works is, you know, I, let's say I'm Harvard Law School. I might be faced up against Berkeley Law School, and they're each given a prompt where they represent uh, a certain side of a negotiation. So this year, one of the prompts was uh, Malik Beasley and his restricted free agency. And one team was going to represent the New York Knicks. The other team was going to represent um, – Malik and his agent and so they have to work together to hammer out a deal that has to be CBA legal they have to get creative with it um, in terms of using incentives and they have to use actual 
of player comps to justify like what what their client is worth and then they negotiate a deal and uh, the judges score them based off like the quality of the deal the quality of the negotiation and and if it was legal and um, small other things so really fun competition Uh, I had the opportunity to judge it for a second year do you get do you get bonus points for acting like the actual Knicks in this negotiation process? <laughs> um, there was a team that tried to simulate Rich Paul, I heard, uh, because that is Rich, Rich, is, Rich is the agent for Malik. Um, of course in, it is. In any case, uh, the finals, uh, in the finals, basically the three, the three best teams were going against a panel of judges who were um, – who are actually professionals. These guys all work for the Brooklyn Nets. So the judges actually, the, the competition flew in a bunch of judges from all over the country. I think there was 25, maybe 30, maybe less. I don't know. Somewhere, somewhere around the number of judges. Most of them are either front office executives or player agents themselves. Um, you know, they had, there was names like Bobby Marks. There was uh, Pete D'Alessandro. There was a bunch of guys from the Spurs front office a bunch of guys from the Brooklyn front office, a bunch of guys um, from the Orlando Magic front office, uh, so on and so forth. So it's a really good opportunity for, if you're in uh, law school or pursuing sports law because you get to be in the room with all of these guys who have connections to the league. And um, I can tell you firsthand, this this program and competition have has already produced a number of people that have gone on to work in the league. Um, but that's kind of besides the point. The, the finals uh, was three teams that had to go against these professionals. There was a panel of professionals. They were all actually on the Brooklyn Nets staff. Um, and the Brooklyn Nets staff, those guys, they were, two of them were founders of this competition and they were Tule Law alums. And one of them was uh, from Harvard Law and he won the competition last year. And they were representing the New Orleans Pelicans and the opposing teams, each team got to be uh, – the Miami heat and they had to negotiate a trade for drew Hall, drew holiday. And so each team kind of got a turn um, negotiating back and forth. And, and the, the team that lost managed to give up bam out bio, Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, and two, <laughs> two unprotected picks for drew holiday. And, and the funny thing is there was, uh, there's actually two judges from the Pelicans front office um, there as well. I'm, I'm not going to n- name them, uh, well, I guess they were already named. It's public. So it was so so Max Sarkar, who was who was part of analytics, and um, Alex Klein, who was one of their scouts, and and both of them were there. And I was telling him, I'm like, man, if you guys got this deal in real life, like, and turned it down, I would write the biggest hit piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a good time uh, hanging out with these people. But so can I ask a question about that? Yeah. So how so their their teams negotiating the the same con the same trade are there is there a team that basically would say no deal um because it sounded like the way you were describing it to me beforehand when we were talking about it a few days ago was that every team reached an agreement is there is it is one of the options to not reach an agreement or yeah. how does it how does you it can, work you can you can walk away from it and okay i think every team kind of felt pressure to reach yeah okay. an agreement because they felt that well to win maybe you know we, we need to get something done and yeah. let me tell you like these judges were really good like the the people on like representing the pelicans were straight up bullies when it came to the negotiation <laughs> and so the the team that ended up winning um had the line 
of of the entire competition there was a moment so there you know they, they started off the negotiation pretty strong unlike the other teams they, they came straight up with like you know we, we want to build around jimmy butler and in an effort to do that we consider bam out of bio just just untouchable so we want to just lay that um on the table up front so with that in mind you know like their first offer they, they spent their first round like not even giving an offer just like fishing for information and and then their first offer came in at like kendrick nunn um and salary and like a pick or something mm-hmm. and so which was which was really really strong because like most other i think like another team just like gave up hair right off the bat and and so the judges pushed was back. magic johnson participating is that what happened oh my goodness <laughs> the, the judges pushed back they're like yeah you know we're at a pretty significant gap of of where we stand we're we're looking you know our conversation we're not looking to trade drew holiday so but if you want to convince us our conversation starts with bam out of bio tyler harrow Duncan Robinson, uh, Kendrick Nunn, <laughs> yeah. and, and a number of draft picks. You know, that's that's where the judges started back. And there was like a pause, and one of the guys across it, like on, on the other team, like looked at them. They're like, um, "So let me ask you a question: Would you do this deal if you were us?" <laughs> and and like the, like the whole room just erupted. And and uh, after quiet down, the judge was like, "Yep, yeah, we we would." <laughs> but no it was it was it was great i mean even then like that that team ended up giving up tyler harrow kendrick nunn a 2022 pick swap uh a top 10 protected 2025 pick and a top 10 protected 2027 pick wow i mean that's that's, that's a, a lot, lot especially looking at yeah especially looking at the market dynamics around the league but when in recent trades this like this deadline so uh and yeah, especially, and also not, I don't know what Miami's pick situation is for this, this summer, but I don't, but this draft is not one you'd want to collect assets for anyway, for a lot of reasons for the Pelicans. So yeah, that's good. That's a good deal. Uh, would you take that one if you're in New Orleans for Drew? Swap out none with Robinson and I do it. I mean, I, I'd probably do it with none anyway. I just don't yeah, like it's a lot of Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to swap out uh, none for Robinson as well. Um, I don't, I don't need him on this team for a lot of reasons, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, the the picks are still enticing too, because they're kind of, they're they're further down the lines, their assets, you can also flip a little bit later and package other picks you have. So there are options with that deal. I'm not in love with top 10 protection that far down the road. Miami just could be terrible, Mm -hmm. but it's fine. Like those aren't going to be fantastic picks if they're top 10 protected. Yeah. Yep. Agree. But the judges agreed to it, and that, and that team ended up winning. It was a fun mm-hmm. experience. I totally forgot the point I was going to make with this. I mean, it's still cool to talk about. I think people are oh, interested to cool hear about story. that. But, yeah, I mean, if you guys, if you guys are considering a, uh, a career in law, then make sure you find a school that goes to this competition. <laughs> Judging by our Twitter mentions, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not considering a career in, in law. No, it was it was definitely cool. It was a very it's a very cool environment, and you're. I can't say you're ever going to get a chance to be in a room full of that many executives, and and have that kind of access to these guys and that kind of one on one attention, like when they're judging your rounds and the ability to get feedback or just you know make connections. There's like there's a mixer, there's a reception at the Omni Hotel, um, which is also a great time to schmooze and, and mingle. Yeah. Um, just it's it's a solid solid event and solid solid experience yeah i mean even like 
I, I think of the, the two years I went to Sloan when I was at UT and even that's, I know that's actually next weekend, but um, it, it's still like, it's so many people and it's not nearly as the type of intimate setting that, that what you experienced was, which is, which is really neat. I mean, there was, there's the, the one of the nights there's like a, there's a meetup where just like the NBA people go to a bar um, and it, you, you can meet some, some really smart people, but it's not that again, not quite, what you got to experience and that's yeah it's that's really cool there was a really funny moment when team one uh who gave up bam and all those other assets they like said something along the lines of like yeah like you know we're really tied into trying to win now with jimmy so we're, we're fine mortgaging our future with draft picks and like the moment they said that bobby marks just like let out a smirk that that was like audible and you're just like you like look over and like bobby marks is just teasing like bobby marks for if you don't know uh, was was in Brooklyn when when they gave up everything for Kevin Garnett <laughs> and Paul Pierce, <laughs> all of those picks and swaps. So uh, yeah, fun fun times. And, and was, the craziest thing is like there there is an argument, and I'm not I'm, I'm not going to take a, a strong stand on this, but there's an argument that Bama versus Drew is close right now. Like forget the future thing, but like that's close as in what? As in as in like Bam is a better player than Drew right now. As in, it's close enough to like not dump Bam in so much else along with Bam. Like I, I take I take Drew if I've got to win a game tomorrow. I'm taking Drew over Bam. But at the same time, I don't think the gap is so wide. Uh, I think it's enormous. I think I really? think Bam, yeah. I think I think Bam is like a tier one prospect. I, I, you you don't move him under any circumstance for Drew. Oh, that that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm saying that like you, you were talking about how. Bam, you're you're cool mortgaging the future and including Bam for Drew. And my point was that like, are, is it even if are is swapping Bam for Drew even that much of an upgrade? Oh, for the Heat? No, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we're on the same page. I just yeah, yeah I, just, I, I was okay. confused where you were getting at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah, it's no, just Bam, fun Bam to hear is, that. Uh, is like a twenty three, twenty one, like super young all star already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they're going to have control of his contract for years. I mean, he's probably going to get maxed out, but that's, it's immaterial. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Bam, 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 bam. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's just hilarious. me that, that that's, it's, you'd have to offer more than bam for drew. <laughs> and someone actually did, <laughs> they, someone actually they, did like, that. That's well, yeah. That team likes that team started off with Tyler Harrow and Nunn and Robinson right off the bat. And, and the judges pushed back with like, yeah. And the steal doesn't happen without bam. <laughs> they're like oh the audacity <laughs> okay <laughs> oh, no, it was like yeah and, and it's like and we need draft picks and it's like wow these guys are getting really kinged um, we, we, we've spent too much time on this so yeah, kind of kind of back to the pelicans um, yeah. the pelicans are still in an interesting situation regarding the playoffs memphis just won a game they beat atlanta um i think portland just won a game a few other teams of the Kings are basically tied with, with the Pelicans. So I think the Pelicans have tiebreakers already over Portland. That's it. They win more and more against Memphis. They have a tiebreaker against them. They win the next one against the Kings. They have a tiebreaker against them. They still have three left to play with the Spurs. And they got to win at least two of those. What, what complicates the issue for me is I really think it's going to take about around a 500 record to get in the playoffs and the Pelicans don't have a really good track record of winning against teams with winning records. And there's not that many left, but I think in order to reach that 500 mark, they need to win. They need a, 
in my eyes, they need to nab at least two wins um, against teams above 500. I think they only have like four, four or so left. I think they have the Mavs, the Clippers. The Heat and Philly. The Heat and Dang. Philly. Uh, Is that it? Jazz. They play the Jazz once more. Uh, so five, yeah. Five. They need to win two of those five. Yeah. They win two of those five, and then they're like 14 of their last 15 are against below 500 teams. And and then that gives them a lot more breathing room down the stretch rather than having to go like 12 and three down the stretch, which sure it's possible, but like that's ridiculous. Yeah. That, that's really hard to do for any team. And, and yeah. you just can't predict injuries. I mean, JJ just got hurt. Yeah. So what, I, what I'll say is that I could, I could easily see a scenario where because of all the injuries that have happened with the Sixers, they, they have, they're totally cool going in as the six seed rather than the five or, or like if they, if they feel like they can't catch the heat and they're not going to be better than five, or even if they can get to four, I mean, staying out of the buck side of the bracket feels like a, a win. And so I could see them just kind of coasting down the stretch and resting Simmons and Embiid a lot. And that could be a pretty winnable game for the Pelicans down the stretch. Um, so I'm not, I'm not saying we should bank on that one as a guaranteed win, obviously, but I think that's, of the games left against winning records, that's a I'm I've marked that one on this on the schedule, I think. Yeah, I mean I think they'll get up for the Jazz game as well. Just given how what's happened this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll get up for that game. Uh hopefully they get up for the Dallas game. Lucas status might be iffy. And they've gotten embarrassed by Dallas this year, and Dallas actually hasn't played as well recently as they started. I out. just want Zion to make Porzingis fold in half. <laughs> He bullied Kuzma. Like Kuzma crumpled mm-hmm. a few it, times last night when defending B, Zion. Bi's done a good job on on Kristaps this year, so I mean, I'm, I'll be interested to see how they play that matchup wise. Yeah, but um, yeah, the Heat the Heat games, even though it's a home game, the Heat game is is tough. I mean, they just beat the Bucks tonight, and I know that uh, the Bucks missed like a million threes, and they're on the back to back. But still, uh, that's still a nice win. Wait, uh, where, where, where the Heat game is in New Orleans? Yep, on the yeah. The Heat are March a terrible 6th. road team. Fair, oh, fair counterpoint. The Heat are a terrible road team. Philly is a terrible road team. So those are definitely things to watch out for. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, again, if the Pelicans stay healthy, I think they can. There really isn't a game left on their schedule where they should get blown out yeah i agree, I agree maybe the clippers I, mean, I was gonna say maybe maybe the mavericks because it's the second night of a back-to-back but hopefully they take well care that's of the thing so do you think balls. zion plays on back-to-backs you think they sit him at at this point i actually kind of lean towards no um i don't think it's i mean i i don't think as i do you think the decision's been made already about it or i I don't. I haven't seen a, a reason, a medical reason, to sit him. He played the Rising Stars game the day after they played. Yeah, he played I mean, it back to back already. You telling yeah. me that he can't play another one? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Zion will be really upset if you sit him. Yeah. How would you? How would you like strategically structure that? Do you play him on the more win- winnable game and just secure the win, or do you take your chance and be like, yeah, we could probably win this game without him, and play him in the game that you need him for? I would play him 
in Dallas. And I would say, uh, yeah, I think I would. I mean, home against Minnesota, I think you, it's not a, a, obviously there's no such thing as a guaranteed win for a, for a below 500 team like the Pelicans, but um, I would still want to want to see him against Dallas and give them a, a decent chance. Um, my, my question is around the, 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 the next back to back they have is the one I could actually see Zion not playing both because the first game being in Utah in altitude, like that's, that's tough to go from there and then go play the Clippers the next night. Um, and so I, I could see a scenario where Zion doesn't play both of those games, but I think, I think he plays both games of Minnesota and then Dallas. Yeah. Just play Zion against Utah, get that more winnable one. And then whatever happens in LA happens in LA. Yeah, our guys don't seem to play well there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although we had a, what was it? We played them close with. I think there were players out. Oh, it was Paul George's first game back, right? And the Pelicans we beat them. won. We beat oh, them. Oh, we did beat them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I ho- hopefully Zion plays both of the next two. Yeah, I hope so too. It'll. I think with how close every all the standings are, they're going to want to play him. And Alvin's going to put up hell of a fight to make sure that he does. Be real nice if the Pelicans on there. So, I mean, it's tough because they've got a, a four, two straight um, four games and six nights stretches. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and then Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. And so – but but the two kind of that bridge that gap are at Minnesota and at Sacramento. And if they can kind of – and it's tough because they're, they're both road games, but if they can take care of business in at least one of them early and just sit for the fourth quarter, I think that'll go a long way. Um, so hopefully they can – and they've been doing a good job of that, to be fair. They, they've been trouncing bad teams and, and not having to play their, their main guns heavy minutes in the fourth. So uh, hopefully they can keep that up. Yeah. I what I want to know is if Sion doesn't play, are we bringing back Kenridge in the starting lineup? Oh, I was gonna uh, when you were talking about Le- LeBron, I was gonna mention him <laughs> because uh, not for the starting lineup reason, but is there any scenario? Let's say Kenridge can't get right and he's out for the year. Is there any scenario you bring in a dude to just for the Lakers series to guard uh, someone who you think can do a better job on LeBron? It are is it not worth cutting even like you, you don't job? have time you, you i think the date the playoff date's coming up i think it's in like a week is it no I, I thought as long as you as long as a player was not on a team by march 1st you're good is that not oh, true oh well i think i think it it goes both ways if they've if they've recently been waived then there's a date like if they get waived after march yeah. 1st yeah then they or if they, they, if they got waived before like Jordan Bell screwed because he got waived today, um, right? But but yeah. So if you're if you're if you're not on a team as of March first, you can play. You can sign with the team and play in the playoffs. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's another date where you have to be on a team by. Like, can you sign the last day of the season and play in the playoffs? I don't know the answer to that question. I think you could. Yeah, but I think yeah, didn't, I mean, didn't didn't the Spurs do something like that with Tracy McGrady like way back in the day? Well, I don't know if the the rules still are the same, but because they did change the March first thing a few years back. But well, 
what? Any, any reality where you do that, like if you, if, I mean, cause Kemmerich, obviously the value he brings is that he can, he gives you another body against LeBron, but is there anyone out there? I was being largely see? facetious about Kenrich, Um but, but he still helps in the, I mean, in the playoffs, he's, he, you have to come on. You think Kenrich Williams is getting any minutes in the playoffs? I was running an eight minute, eight man rotation at best. <laughs> but, so eight man rotation. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's absolutely not one of the, I'm not saying he's one of the Pelicans eight best players. He's not, I know that, but Maybe also nine. like, uh, but Braun just has done. Yeah, they're gonna have to figure out something. They have to figure something out. Yeah, that's and that's and, all and maybe it takes an epiphany from Zion. Maybe maybe that's what what's gonna happen. Yeah, or, yeah, or I, maybe you I, just let LeBron score fifty every time and you shut everyone else down. I I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, it's not gonna be pretty. It, it really isn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, the obvious answer is Zylan. Is <laughs> He's our Giannis, man. He is can Turbo two, Turbo Kenridge. That's what I call him. Can two-way guys play in the playoffs? Sure. If they haven't used their a lot of days? Sure. I just don't remember if I've ever seen that. Do you see Jamel's new tweet? <laughs> No. Dear dad, you're the best dad in the world. You're always thinking of us and putting your best foot forward with our best interest in mind. You continue uh, to deliver. You are Oh, did Indiana beat dad. the beat the Spurs? They beat the Spurs. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man, that's 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 fantastic. Oh my god. At least something went the Pelicans way tonight. <laughs> I love Jamel. That's why y'all better think twice before going at him. <laughs> Protect him at all costs. Okay, so here's what here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get your input on on a couple questions going going forward, mm-hmm. and and we'll we'll call it a wrap. So going going forward, do you think? Zion finishes the season scoring 20 points in every single game. Like, is there, will he have a game where he doesn't score 20? Um, I think, yes. I think the answer is yes. And, and do you think that, so let me qualify that. Do you think he has a full, like if he gets hurt, I'm not counting that game, okay. but just, just a, like a, a normal game. He plays regular, regular minutes is 32, 33 that he's getting. Um, well, that was, that was going to be my, I'm not, hmm. I think the answer is still, I think he has a game where he doesn't score 20. Yeah. Cool. I'll go the opposite. I think he finishes the whole season <laughs> 20 every single night. Like I could see, I could see a scenario where he's not, he just doesn't get a ton of shots for whatever reason. Uh, and they, they're beating the brakes. So everything's going right. They're, they're draining threes left and right. He doesn't have any ch- chances for offensive rebounds, and and he and he doesn't play the fourth quarter. So I could see something like that happening. So yeah, but I think the number. I feel like there. Alvin will blow a gasket if if they don't get him the ball. Right. Okay. Next question: Who finishes the year with a higher points per game average? Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson? Brandon Ingram is at twenty four point six. Zion Williamson is at twenty four point one. Uh, it's, it's Zion to me. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take Zion in that too. Yeah. 
wow, they're they're really close in terms of their their raw stats and like points per game in in total rebounds because Ingram's at six point three rebounds and, and Zion's at six point eight. Obviously, yeah. like yeah. per thirty six. Yeah, Zion's doing three offensive boards a game. Yeah, and and Zion's at thirty points a game per thirty six. That's insane. <laughs> Uh, so the only, I, the only, the only guys in, who have gone thirty points or more per thirty six and had like a true shooting percentage, or no, uh, effective field goal percentage at over sixty percent, is like the Zion this year and the the peak Steph Curry year. <laughs> yes, yeah, stupid. It's just stupid. It's just silly. <laughs> okay. Um, here's an interesting one. Who averages more drives per game from the moment Zion played his first game to the end of the season? Zion or Lonzo? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lonzo. It's close. I think they're both at like four point. One's at like four point eight. One's at four point two. Yeah, I'm going Lonzo. I'm having full full blown recency bias on this one, and hoping he can carry it forward against bad teams. I hope so too. There's no reason that he shouldn't do that like four times a game. I agree. There's no reason. No. I, I hope he, I, especially like the Timberwolves, they don't have any rim protectors. Do they have any? This Towns, Towns isn't even playing. Like what bigs do they have? Can you name a big on their roster? No, they traded him to, uh, they traded him to Memphis. They traded Gorgie to, to Memphis, so he's gone too. Yeah, so uh, na- name, name a big on their roster. Don't make up a name. I was really good. I was considering it. Uh, oh, the LSU guy. <laughs> the LSU guy. Nas Reed. <laughs> oh, he does exist. Yeah, and he's actually decent. I didn't. I I thought he was going to be a total bust in the NBA. I didn't see the game translating. They have they but, have Juan. Her, they have Hernan Gomez. I forgot about him. Yeah. Okay, oh, so that, that poor that, guy that, is going to get broken by Zion. <laughs> <laughs> if James Johnson, I feel like they're going to throw James Johnson at Zion. That, that's going to be interesting. Hmm. James Johnson is, he's a fighter. I think he made a few of the players like, I don't want to meet you in dark alley teams. Okay. Then last question. Who finishes the year with more minutes played from this point onward, Jackson Hayes or Frank Jackson? Oh, uh, why are you ending? Why are you trying to make me mad in the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't enjoy the Frank Jackson minutes last night. <laughs> I think it's so. I'm going to go with Jackson Hayes, and the reason is because I'm hoping that he plays a lot of garbage time. But I know Frank Jackson would probably play that garbage time too. Um, but I'm still going to be talking yourself thinking. out of it. No, no, I'm still going to go for uh, Jackson Hayes because I, I'm, I'm have wishful thinking and I don't want to see Frank Jackson play. Okay, game. well, here's a better question, a more fun one: Who finishes the year with more minutes per game, Favors or Melly? From this point forward, more minutes per game. Yeah, mm, I think it's Favors, but I think that flip, that I think that flips in the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, yeah, fair enough. Um, I've got, I got one. What do you think on that one first? 
I know what I want it to be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be favors. I think the organization is very high on favors. Um, so question for you is from now till the end of the regular season, the game high in total in points in, in these Pelicans games, does it come from a Pelicans player or an opponent? The highest point total ever? No, the, the highest point total in a game between now and the rest of the season for in the games the Pelicans will play. Does it come from a guy on the Pelicans, so probably either Ingram or Zion, or does it come from a guy who the Pelicans will be playing? I'm trying to think of, like, volume scores. The Pelicans. So, right Trey, off the bat. Trey Young is one. Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, D'Angelo Russell. Yep. And they've got two games against, against uh, Trey Young. And then you have the Clippers guys. Would Kawhi Embiid, if he's healthy, and I think you boy, take the. I, th- I think I, I your think boy you twice. The, who's my boy? Beal twice. Bradley Beal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking the field. There's no way Bradley Beal doesn't score like 45 against us. At least in one of them. Yeah. We. I'm taking the field on this one. Easy. Uh, I think. I think so too. Easy field. That's yeah. a ridiculous field. <laughs> it, you have it to is. like level level the odds a little bit. No, you're, you're. I think you're exactly There's right. There's two guys in that field averaging 30 a game. Yeah. Trey Young and Brad, Bradley Beal's averaging 30 a game. Watch. It's going to end up being like the field, but for the weirdest reason. What's like De- DeMar DeRozan on the last night of the season put up like 55 or something like that? <laughs> I just want to say, what percent of Etuan Moore is 30 points a game and, and six assists? That's a weird way 30, to phrase that question. 36 and 4. <laughs> we can do reverse math here. So if he talked for was 88% of Bradley Beal like two years ago, where are we at now? 36 and 4. This guy is ridiculous. Over his like last 16, he's like 37. It's like he's averaging hard in numbers. I don't think people understand how hard it is to average 30 a game. And it's not like... Unless you're Zion. Yeah, unless you're Zion. And his efficiency is fine. It's like 57.9 true shooting. Like, that's it's perfectly fine. <laughs> I'd say people, it's better than fine. People, I mean, yeah, like, he's been pretty bad at defense, and so is that whole team. But, like, it's 30 points a game. Trey Why would he is, care at this point? Why would Bradley Beal give a shit about playing defense at this what point? What I want to know is, like, when Bradley Beal eventually ends up on a team that is functional, like, can he go back to not being this mega usage guy? Like, do, do you do you scale back from that? Russell Westbrook tried with Paul George. It had mixed results. Now did Westbrook he, did he try? Like, yeah, he tried. He tried. And and now Houston was like, you know what? You Westbrook be Westbrook. We're gonna get rid of all the bigs. You, you do what you want. <laughs> and he's thriving again. So. I don't. I don't know if if Beal can ever go back. Like, if you trade for Beal, is he going to walk onto the team and defer? Like, would he defer to Zaya? He would. Hell, he he would not defer to Brandon Ingram. So, like, it depends on how you define defer. Like, I feel like you don't. If you have two stars, the only time you're talking about deferring is like when the game's on the line, right? I mean, and I. Yeah, they're gonna cannibalize. Someone's usage is gonna get cannibalized. That's not really happening for Harden and Westbrook. I know that's an extreme example, but th- those two, it's neither one no of those one, guys. But no Beal's even have the team touches the ball. 
<laughs> they don't. Yeah. They don't touch the ball. They're like, you, you, you be open and you shoot. And then if you have a yeah. really bad defender but, on you, you screen for me. But also, even, is, even now, is Bradley Beal's usage up where Harden and Westbrook is? I don't know. I haven't looked at the stats. I mean, I mean, if you're scoring 30 a game, I mean, where, where's, what's your usage at, buddy? Um, his usage is 34.2, just pretty high. Yeah. And in Harden, let's just look at Westbrook. Yeah, I was looking at Westbrook too. His, his is uh, 34.3. Yeah, it's Westbrook. the exact same. <laughs> and the Pelicans, like Zion is in like at, at 30. I just think he's at 31.2. So one, they need to bump up Zion's usage. Just irrelevant to Bradley Beal. But like two, like, I don't think Bradley Beal – walks into a team like the Pelicans as young as they are. And is like, you know what? I'm going to defer to first time all-star Brandon Ingram and a 19 year old. I, I agree with, I agree with that. That's why Drew is important because he will. <laughs> what? I, uh, sorry. No, I would still, I, I still want Brad to be on my team deferring and no deferring. I will have that take until <laughs> the day he retires. I know. And everyone relies on you for it. At least I'm reliable. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting to see more. I love the first response to Jamel's tweet asking, can he give us miles Turner? <laughs> and Jamel <laughs> says, I, I think he's going to need him down the stretch. <laughs> Jamel is so good at handling people. <laughs> Okay, I think we can call this podcast a wrap. I feel like you gave me some interesting questions to chew on. Yeah, and we'll come back. Um, we'll come back soon and try to do another mailbag pod. So, oh, we'll, for sure. Um, Stay tuned yeah. for this week. Yeah. What's up, everybody? I'm Bladen. I'm Matt. And I'm Theo. And we are Stay Hot, the only podcast that gives you the hottest analysis and takes on the NFL and NBA all year round. I know that there's a lot of losers and haters out there who don't think three sports TikTokers can hang for a full pod, but, you know, we're going to prove them all wrong. We're about to dive deep into the NFL draft and are already hitting the NBA playoffs. So watch Stay Hot on YouTube or listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.